Welcome to SASCast. This is Sarah and Amber. Hi, Amber. Sarah, I, I honestly have been thinking so much about this episode and what's been going on in the news that we're getting all kinds of texts and updates from. I was very excited to join with you today to do this podcast. Well, if you remember a couple of days ago over the weekend, I said that we should do an emergency uh, podcast when the news came out about Mary. Yeah. And you refused. Well, I said, because <laughs> I think it was Saturday and I said, well, why don't we wait till Sunday after the episode? And then of course now it's Monday. I, I, I understand that part, but we have so much to talk about when it comes to Mary that I'm very excited about the depth of of conversation we're going to have Let, today. Let's leave Mary for last because it's so good. I know. Yeah. So this week we enter into Seth's birthday party. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I have one thing to say. Yeah. How did she go onto Craigslist to get that dancer? Like how did she get a dancer who did one move repetitively for probably four hours? So I don't understand why there was only one dancer. If you're going to have dancers at a party, like, you know, when, uh, when, uh, Emily had Shane's past the bar party, she had a whole bunch of belly dancers show up. If you're going to have dancers at a party, it has to be more than one dancer, unless it's just a male stripper. Well, and why was the dancer required to stand in the water at ankle depth? Well, yeah, they showed Meredith talking about how uh, yeah, this is a good place for the dancer to dance. And you and I immediately were like, what the f- yeah, I, like, and I don't understand. And even Brooks was like, well, how tall is the dancer? Now, granted, it was probably not an ankle high dancer, but I, I just, what was the purpose of the dancer? I, I don't know. Honestly, and the dancer was fully dressed. It wasn't even a naked dancer. No, they were in the bathing suit doing the dance. With, I thought she had fishnet stockings on. She did, I think. Yeah, which was weird. I find that to be odd. And the dance move was odd. The one that she kept repeating I, over and over. You know, you, people don't know this, but Amber is actually a very, very good dancer. Oh, well, thanks. She she can whip out some moves, especially the robot and the scarecrow <laughs> real fast. <laughs> and Amber, I really think that she should have hired you to be that dancer. You could have stand, stood in your bathing suit and in the hot tub. Doing and scarecrow done, or robot? Done the robot. Oh my God. That would have like dispersed the crowd real fast. I know. It would have been so oh, good. God. I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. That, okay. Let's talk about the party though. Let's talk about Seth. Can I just say something about Seth? We don't need sure. to talk about the guys. That guy's a big ass. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't think he was a big ass until this episode, to be honest with you. But he is obsessed with boobs. It's so inappropriately obsessed with Whitney's cleavage. And that cake was disgusting. And I was honestly, I was offended by the whole thing. I wasn't offended because this is a dumb show anyway. But I do have to say that I thought to myself, if I were Meredith, I would be really annoyed. First off, her cleavage is horrible. Well, she doesn't have cleavage. Because she separates her breasts. Yeah, her breasts are very separated. And that's, hey, hey. It is not cutting down. It's her body. It is what it is. Oh, you think that's it? That's her body and she's not purposely separating it? No. How would you separate your breasts? By a bra that's like moving the breasts apart? For yeah. what purpose? I don't know. I just couldn't figure out because I feel like that sometimes her boobs don't look like that. And then other times they do. No, they always look like that. And I think when she got her implants augmentation they just were now listen everybody's breasts are different right i have one that you know one goes to the left and one goes straight and i mean we all have i mean they're all their own unique yes things that's true so 
I just think that when they were out on the golf course, and I think Seth said, the, you know, what, is, what does he want for his birthday? And he was like, more cleavage or yeah. something. I just thought, yeah. you know what? And actually, I'm, I always liked Seth, actually. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. I liked Seth in the past. And then this episode made me really, first off, the picture that they were using for his party, was he's turning 48 or 49? I don't know. I think 49. Because she didn't have a birthday party for him. He had 47 and 48. So they had 49. Him taking a selfie in the mirror of his, what, six His body. uh, His body didn't look good enough to be that be, for that to be the picture. But remember he made a comment about, somebody made a comment about that was his body when they were separated. Yeah, but they were suggesting it was a good body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, I mean, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a normal body. But if you're suggesting to me that he looked hot in that picture, he absolutely did not look hot in that picture. He just looked like a normal man who's not overweight. No, he, yeah, I don't know. And what was the thing? What was the thing when he was like, I'm going to imagine you're my second wife? What was that about? Well, it's about, I understood that. I didn't. So it, they tried to explain it later, Levy. I know. Um, <laughs> oh, but I, I still didn't get it. So, you know, when people get divorced and then they get their second younger wives usually. Oh, and then, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, and then oh, it's oh. like, it's all hot because they've got their younger wife. Got it. Well, that's, that was offensive to her. I'm <laughs> going to imagine you're my second wife. Like her, she's just not good enough the way she is. So, you know what? I'm going to tell a little story about something and I got to keep it real vague, but I'm going to say something. So there's a guy I no recently names. became acquainted with and okay. I won't tell you how I became acquainted with him. Okay. He's having problems with his wife. And, uh, he is having an affair now with his, with a, he's 60 something. I won't say his this, I don't he's even know the sixties. He's in his sixties. He's having an affair with someone and she's in her twenties. And he <gasps> literally says to me, um, when I became acquainted with him and I won't say how, but if you use your head, you'll know. Okay. Uh, he literally said to me, you know, I, I think to myself sometimes probably my girlfriend um, at some point, given our age difference, will get tired of me and dump me. But then I think, no, this is really the real thing. And oh, I'm thinking, and I'm thinking in my moron. head, oh, yeah, <laughs> the real thing is your wallet. And yeah, you know, dude. you're in your 60s and she's in her 20s, which is oh, gross. It's gross. Oh, daddy complex for her. And by the yes, and by the way, he has uh he has kids who are teenagers. And I oh, thought to myself, no. if you stick with somebody oh, in their no. 20s. Your kids will now hate your guts too. Every single thing that went through my head, he said though, Oh, he oh. said, and yet he's not taking his own advice. Oh gosh. I know. That doesn't have much to do with what we're talking about. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. awful. Just definitely it's awful. awful. If you're in your sixties, dating someone in your Well, 20s, and then don't call, yeah. And don't call your current first wife, your second wife. Cause that just makes it. Yeah. Anyway, Whatever. let's move on. Yeah. That was so that party, oh, by the way, the party looked horrible. The party looked well, it looked like it was a birthday party with the real housewives and their partners. The the real, yeah, the men and the women, and then some extraneous characters. Well, more importantly, as I said to you, not that this is important at all, but I said to you what it was happening. Remind me to say this on the podcast, and I'm gonna say it now. Why oh, I reminded a, you to say a daytime party in cocktail nighttime attire. Bizarre outside, and outside, and, and, it looked, kind of and it looked cold. And you're, yeah. Why are you having a daytime party? And they, how many times did that? I don't know. Was it a condo building? It seemed like it was a condo building. It was. It was a. Con, it was actually private condos up at uh, Deer Valley. Yeah, 
I know, but I'm thinking to myself, it was a pool at a condo building. Yeah, and then obviously they sponsored the party because they kept showing the name over and over and over again. So it was just like, it was just ridiculous. I don't know. It was whatever. It looked horrible. Yeah. And then what about, what about, I do, one thing I think is interesting about this show, and it's not as obvious in the other Real Housewife franchise, is that these husbands actually seem to be friends oh yeah they do seem to be friends. yeah so in that respect none of them really drive me that crazy like john is milk toast justin seems genuinely very nice but he's also a little bit um questionable finances if he's putting all of his retirement into wild rose but that's another story (laughs) and then there's dewey which questionable now that i said that he's questionable because not even questionable we hate him well Hate's a strong word, but we completely <laughs> uh, don't agree with him needing a sister wife because his wife, who had so, been pregnant nine times and miscarried, so there, there's him, and then there's one more. Oh, uh, oh, well, Sharif was not there. Sharif was not there. Yes, yeah. and then Heather Jen doesn't. And, have, were not there. and then Heather doesn't have a husband. So, so anyway, they were out golfing and got the moms a gifts of certificate to have a mom's spa time and whatever i on i guess yeah I guess. yeah uh all right well let's move to okay let's just move to meredith real quick meredith okay i think we're done <laughs> Good one, Amber. Did she, she didn't wear really offensive outfits this episode was that purple she's into purple you notice because she had the she had the god-awful feathers on the last one i thought she yeah. might put them on this outfit what was with the whole let's go into the hot tub all dressed? Holy clothes. It, it, with my shoes, by the way. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah. But Seth was the one who said it, wasn't he? Did he drag poor Meredith in? Yeah. But then Lisa Barlow conveniently had a bathing suit underneath her outfit. I know. And got in with a bathing suit. Yeah, because Lisa Barlow knows what she's doing. I will say this, which I thought was really interesting, which Lisa Barlow had a one piece and it was kind of. But can I ask you a question? Yeah. Was it an actually a bathing suit or was it just a camisole? Oh, I thought it was a bathing suit. I thought it was a kind of a mom bathing suit that I was surprised that I saw her in it. Yeah. Well, I was surprised that she was prepared to go in the water. Yeah. So whether it was a camisole or a swimsuit, she was ready to go in. Yeah. So then they, oh, then Heather almost fell in. Which they, by the way, tells me a hundred percent that that was all pre-scripted, but they were told, Hey, you're we going to go to Seth's party. And then at the end of the party, such a good we're point. all going to go in the pool or the hot tub Damn in your clothes. And then Lisa Barlow's like, oh, well, I better be prepared on whatever I wear because I'm going into the water. Yep, you're totally right. You're so that's totally a right, you guys. Yeah. Come on. Speaking of hot tubs, yeah. let's shift over to Jen Shaw and Heather Gay at the, what were they at? They were at they the were spa at the, cliff, at the Snowbird? At the cliff spa up at Snowbird. And I have a story. Okay. So you guys, when I was little... My dad and his best friend, Bob, they would only ski at Snowboard, Snowbird. And I learned to ski at Alta, which is the resort right above Snowbird. Oh. Um, Snowbird is more advanced, has more advanced runs. So I did not do a lot of skiing growing up at Snowbird. But that's where Bob and, and my dad, Jerry, used to ski. And we would also go up there um, with Bob and Janet and their fam and our fam uh, to have dinner um, on very, you know, occasions. Special occasions. Special occasions. Okay. And you guys, the greatest thing about the Cliff Restaurant up at Snowbird is that they used to have this giant burrito that I would order <laughs> still as a child, it. as a child. And I'm telling you right now, when I think about it, I'm pretty sure that burrito was literally ground beef in some taco sauce in a giant flour tortilla <laughs> with some cheese on it. 
I don't think there's anything special about that burrito, but as a child, I could not wait to go to the Cliff House restaurant and have that burrito. <laughs> it's probably the only place you get a burrito in Salt Lake City back in those days. Good point. Actually. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So good. So you good. know, speaking of restaurants that your parents would always take you to, I would told you about when my dad would take us to the restaurant in the sky. And yeah, he would call yeah. it restaurant restaurant in the sky. Yeah. It was the blue mango. Right. Okay, but you already told the story. I know, but I wanted to remind the audience on how terrible it was because everything was carob. Okay, we had a full-on discussion about this previously. I know, but it just reminded me like you got to go to a real special cliff house and have, you know, tacos and cheese yeah, on it. And I just went to the carob place. I actually think my parents might have made me split that burrito with my sister who I can't believe that. They might have. They might have made me split that burrito. It was huge. But um, they were at the spa at the they were at the Cliff House spa. Yeah. This Cliff House is a, a hotel. And it's right, it was the only hotel up at Snowbird at the time when I was growing up. And of course, that was like 40 years ago. And that's not an exaggeration. It was less, it was more than 40 years ago. Can, you know what's interesting about the whole relationship? So Heather was there supporting Jen Shaw, basically having you know a support session with her. And I have found in this episode, I'm almost thinking that almost all the women are acting like the Jen Shaw indictment never happened. And it's like old times. <laughs> They're all fighting like usual, but it's not anything about, you know, is Jen's she guilty or is she not? potential fraud, Yeah, you know? And I don't know. It's just, you know, as fake as can be. Well, okay. I agree. And I'll just say something. If I were in a friend group that supposedly was close, let's just pretend. And one of those group, one of those members got arrested by Homeland Security and NYPD and whoever else. FBI. And then was being charged with a federal crime, wire fraud and conspiracy, all that stuff she's been charged with. The only thing I would ever be talking to that person about was, would be that. Like, I'd be like, oh, okay, what's going on with your case? Like this and this and this. Like, you, that's the only thing I'd be talking to them about. Of course, that can't happen on this show because my guess is she can't talk about it on television. But it's just, I agree with you, Amber. It's as if it never, never happened. happened. And what's interesting to me about her in particular, she's having a grand old time. She's still wearing her furs and still doing her thing. And, you know, she seems pretty upbeat about the whole thing. And I'm just, it's just different than what, how I, you know, I would be on the ground crying and I would still be crying. I'd be depressed. I'd want to talk to everybody about it. Well, give her a little credit. Here's my thought on that. Okay. Um, I believe that she, this is her only money-making now, the only thing that she's making money from is this show, right? Because she can't, she, her scam is no longer running. So she's doing what she can do, try to hold on to this job with Real Housewives of Salt Lake. That's a good point. And secondarily, remember when Coach Shaw uh, said during the episode, the last four weeks have been a living hell? Yes. Of course, he didn't talk about what that meant. But that was interesting and timely. Yeah. And then finally, when she was looking at the new house or apartment or wherever they have to move to. The two bedroom. Two bedroom. She just said that two bedrooms was too small. And he kind of was like, yeah, I guess. Like he was agreeing two bedrooms seems small. But the fact that she is looking at a two bedroom, which by the way, here in Salt Lake, let's just put it in perspective. Even if it's Park City, let's pretend. A two bedroom in Park City, you can get for less than $3,000. So she's literally looking at housing that's $3,000 or less, which tells you the precarious situation that they're in. Uh, yeah, precarious. Now, he makes under $400,000 from his coaching. I think we looked it up because it's public. 
I think record. he makes like 450. Three, I thought he made 350. Now. No, it was in the 400s. It was yeah. a lot of money. So, but every ounce of their money is going towards her defense. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, they did their therapeutic drawing and, you know, loyal and love and beach and this and that. I would never do and that I, with you, by the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm all for therapeutic uh, activities, but would you do that with me? Yeah, why not? Why well, wouldn't I? Just, I, I, wouldn't I, I just don't find that that would bring us closer together. Well, maybe for the two of them who don't spend a whole lot of time together because he's always on the road, that just something as simple as that was very felt good to her. Okay. That's good. I, I agree. I'm not going to put anything down. No. I just thought it was interesting that that was the exercise that their therapist told them to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, our, we never, we've had couples counseling. Our therapist has never told us to do painting together. No, one time, this is probably TMI, but one time I went to therapy when I was younger and the therapist wanted me engage in play therapy in a sandbox. And I, as an adult, yeah, as an adult, and I never went back to her. I was just, <laughs> at, that was the first session. And you, mean, and you don't mean a well, full size sandbox. You mean a little one? Uh, yeah, not like the not like the sandbox that you use as a meditation and you rake it and stuff like that. Oh, not not that. a tiny one. No, like she's like, I think sandbox therapy would be really good for you. And I'm just, what do you mean? Like she had a sandbox box in her office. She was merely suggesting that I would do very good in play therapy and with a sandbox. And then I said, you know, if I appreciate your insights of, of that would be a therapeutic option. And I don't think that fits for what I'm interested in. But didn't in. you once, you should put it in perspective for, for everybody who's listening. Didn't you once well, with the therapist that you liked, he made you hold up frowny, happy face, like little faces because you couldn't express your feelings without holding up a little. Smile. Yes. I had an emotion, like a sheet of emotions. And he would ask me what emotion I was feeling. I think I didn't have words to name my feelings. Cause, and, and I think a lot, you know, now that we kind of mm-hmm. think it's a little, you know, we're kind of teasing me a little bit, which is fine. Actually, I'm not teasing you. I'm no, no, no. I don't mean it badly. I think actually a lot of people can't name their feelings very well. Matter of fact, I've taken that exercises in the classes I teach oh. and I've used it like for them to help them express them. Cause you ask them how you're doing and they say, good. Right. And you're like, okay, well, but how are you feeling or bad? But no, no, really. How are you feeling? Angry, tired, whatever. So I actually think I'm probably one of, a, a, you know, a norm. I'm a norm. I mean, I'm in the norm on this anyway. So <laughs> I agree. I, yeah. Thanks, sir. Anyway. So where were we? We were talking about my paint, sandbox. Their okay. Therapy. Their therapeutic activity. Together, yeah. Whatever. Which I felt, you know, it didn't make it's me fine. uncomfortable. I don't care about Did it. Did it make you uncomfortable? No, I know that they're just throwing that in and they're like, Oh, look at Sharif and Jen. They're getting along. They're doing that. Good. I'm glad. Okay. Yeah. So, so be it. Yeah. Good. All right. I'm glad he's standing by her because why, I don't know why he is. Okay. I, I cannot wait. We're going to go, we have to go to Mary, but I cannot wait to watch or discuss Jen's meltdown in the limo bus. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Uh, Let's talk about that now. Okay. So it went from therapeutic, happy. We love each other. So Can I make a comment about that? Yeah. So I even said, you guys, before the bus incident, I said to Amber, wow, you know, I feel like that Jen, what's happened to what's been happening to her has made her a lot calmer and nicer. Yeah. And then Amber's about like, that. And Amber's like, yeah, you're totally right. Because she does see, she did seem more laid back when she was at Cliff House Spa with Heather. Yep. She seemed more quiet and sort of introspective and laid back. 
And then even with Coach Shaw doing her paint, painting therapy, she seemed sort of quiet and introspective. And I said that to Amber. And yeah. then uh, all hell broke loose on the stripper on the bus. Stripper bus. Oh same stripper bus, same driver. Why do they think riding in those type of seats with no seatbelts, no nothing in a U shape for four hours is is there is the women's idea of a good time? I can't imagine that right. they think that bus is right. Well, let's talk about that for a second. So first off, do you remember when we were kids? I don't know if it's changed or not, but there's no seatbelts. No, no seatbelts. Yeah, no. Why not, you guys? No. That's weird. No. But there didn't appear to be any seatbelts in that Mercedes Sprinter van, no. stripper van with the stripper pole yeah. either. Yeah. And my real question is, are really, Real Housewives of Salt Lake, you can't find yourselves a Mercedes stripper van without the stripper stuff. With captain's chairs, the way that you see all the other housewives riding around. I know. On trips. I know. And do they like it like that because they can film better? It's got, you know, they're out of the way. Even when the Potomac recently was in a, in a bus and they all had their captain's chairs. And you remember uh, what's Gordon, her face? Gordon yeah, still he, got yeah, off Yeah, he still got off Ashley. after Ashley. Yeah, and she was in the back of the bus. She was in the back of the bus and she, he was still, they were still having a fight. Yeah. Like, you don't need to have a stripper bus to have a good fight. I just think it seems unsafe, truthfully. It's very unsafe. And it's uncomfortable for hours of writing. I don't even understand. I wouldn't even do it. Honestly, that's probably why Meredith and Mary aren't showing up. They're like, I'm not sitting in those seats. Well, that was the whole point, right? They didn't show up yet again. What's the reason why they, the two of them specifically, don't keep showing up? Well, Meredith made it quite clear. She is not going to go on any outing or trip or event with Jen. Well, but that was just after, oh, Jen needs your support. Everybody, I can't give it to you right now, but you, you obviously deserve everybody's support. What is between, what is happening? What does Meredith know or Mary have on Meredith? Now I'm telling you, there is something. No, I'm telling you right now. It's just, it's a, it's a, they needed Meredith, excuse me, they needed Mary to have a friend. Oh, is that really? And Meredith is not getting along with, I don't know. You know what? I I agree. That's all. They're just like, why don't you back up Mary? And Meredith stupidly said yes. Meredith says yes after all the racial comments and uh, the fact that Mary can't finish a thought. And do we want to get into Mary right now? Because we have a lot to talk about. No, no, Mary's for the last. I just want to finish up. Oh, yes. I forgot. You didn't even. Yeah, I forgot. So apparently, so Jen Shaw went all crazy on the bus. That was just for the show, was it not? Well, I don't know, Sarah, because Lisa Barlow seemed, first of all, second time, second episode, two episodes in a row that I'm defending Lisa Barlow. And I think Lisa Barlow was genuinely trying to follow the line of reasoning that Jen was having. But Jen decided that because of whatever Meredith was doing, it was Lisa Barlow's fault. And was just attacking Lisa Barlow. And then Lisa Barlow just started crying hysterically. So, so I said to Amber prior to even that scene, because we saw the little, you know, right before they go, go to commercial break, they'll show you a little clip of the next scene. Yeah. And I said to Amber, when they showed the little clip, I said, I think Lisa Barlow is actually having a breakdown. Like I, I now really believe that. I know. I really feel, feel, feel like she can't handle what's going on. No, I don't think she can either. And I, and, I couldn't believe that Jen was really going to get in her face and start pushing around again. Remember well, Lisa did Barlow, did you see when we watched the whole well, thing? Well, she did. Lisa Barlow kind of pushed Jen out of the way, like, get out of my face. Get out of my physical yeah. space. And then Jen apparently went, then started moving towards Lisa Barlow. We'll see more next week. 
But yeah. yeah, it's a it's a physical altercation on the bus. I don't know that it gets that serious, but it's definitely people touching each well, other. Well, the, the producers come out of the fourth out wall. Of, yeah, they broke the wall. They broke the wall the and in between them. Back them up again. I know. I don't know, you guys. I I I didn't actually find that quite enjoyable at all. I thought well, it was not good. No, I mean, you don't really ever want to see well, I want physicality and fights. I mean, unless, it's one thing unless it's Candace and uh, what's her name again? Oh, that Monique. Was Monique. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was oh bad. That was guys, that, that was one of those. That uh, was traumatic. That was one of those scenes, the Candace and Monique fights. If you watch Potomac, uh, where I literally have my, had my hand in front of my eyes, like peeking through the cracks in my fingers. Yeah, I sometimes do that when I'm watching uncomfortable things on television. And Amber thinks I'm crazy. Yeah, but I'll put. I mean, I involuntarily do. I put my hands up to my. I'm doing it now. Yeah. Up to my eyes, and then I just barely peek through the cracks in my fingers <laughs> while I'm watching because I can hardly stand it. <laughs> what do you think by doing that? Like by putting your hands there and crack, putting a little crack, what do you think that does? Like I'm talking psychologically and like <laughs> neurotransmitters and neuropathways. What do you think that does? Do you think you guys that that's from when we were children? I can't figure out why, if that is a learned thing or if it's a human nature thing. I think it might've been learned. It's soothing in some ways. Yeah. Because do you remember when we were little and our parents would say, well, at least my parents, when we'd go to a movie, mm-hmm. I was always scared of the scary. I was scared previous. of always scared of in everything. Fact, oh my God. I couldn't watch, you know what? I couldn't watch Twilight Zone. Well, I had it. I couldn't watch the Wizard of Oz. Oh Flying yeah, monkey parts. I couldn't even watch. That. I could barely watch the Wizard of Oz. Period. And our parents would say, "Just cover your eyes. Cover your eyes. Remember that. Cover your eyes. Yeah. Cover your eyes." So is it a learn? Yeah, thing? I guess it is. A and thing. so, as a fifty-one-year-old woman, You're I'm still, still doing, doing it. it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Parents out there, uh, you know who you are, Margie. Well, I did. I would shut my eyes and then I plug my ears and then I go. So I would hear that too. you have to do that when the rumbles are getting hurt. Suggest that maybe you rethink you parents out there of tiny children telling your kids to cover their eyes because they might then end up being like me, which is a really a dysfunctional fifty-one-year-old uh, woman covering <laughs> her eyes during Real Housewives. Oh my goodness! Oh <laughs> anyway, my goodness. I didn't find that scene to be that that entertaining altogether, truthfully. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll maybe, find out what happens we'll, next week. Yeah, maybe see what happens next week. So, okay, Heather Gay, what's going on with Heather Gay? First off, let me just say something. I really am very proud of Heather Gay not giving a shit. Like she's not buying into any of this, like need to be thin and stuff as a I housewife. Know, I, she plotter. owns it. She looks great. Yeah, yeah. She looked great at the Cliff House yeah. pool. She looks hot. Yeah. And um, I, totally I really love, but all that being said, she has no storyline. No, she's totally staying out of the mix. And I think that's just going to da- be just it's fine. Dangerous. It's dangerous for her. Why? You have to have a storyline ever. No, it's not dangerous for her. Everybody, she's the most popular housewife on Real Housewives of Salt Lake You're City. Right. She's, she's riding like, on her laurels. And she everybody loves her. And so, no, she's she's going to be fine this episode. All what right. will be, she needs to start dating. I think that's going to be like part of her storyline. I don't know who she's going to date. Everybody says there's no men to date in Utah for people like her. Oh, I've heard it multiple times. Wow. Yeah. Well, shall we talk about Mary? No, no, we missed. Okay, we didn't talk about, oh, we kind of talked about Lisa. Lisa Barlow. Lisa Barlow, I'm on her side again. Yeah, I know. I, I said am. that. Okay. And then who else do we, we miss? Meredith, Lisa. Oh, Jenny. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about her and then we'll get to Mary. Jenny. I love how, so first of all, they all assumed the same seat in the bus. And then Heather, Whitney, and Jenny. Oh, we talk about Whitney. 
Heather, Whitney, and Jenny stayed completely out of the screaming match between Lisa and Jen. And I love, I love Jenny. She just literally watched it like it was a tennis match. Well, I know. And Jen, Jenny was right in the middle of yes. it. So I felt actually bad for her. I did too. She was in her exact seat. And the only thing missing was her Cheeto bag. Yeah. And I definitely felt bad that she was stuck in the middle, but she smartly stayed completely out of so it. She stayed silent. Yeah. And I think the only thing Jenny did during this whole episode was talk about Mary. So we can come to, when we talk about Mary, we can talk about that conversation too. Um, So let's just hold off on what Jenny said about Mary. Okay. Um, Did Jenny do anything else? No. Other than mind her own business. Oh my God. Carlin showed up. Oh Oh, yeah. Carlin wanted to know the directions on how to do mac and cheese. She's like, I forgot how to make mac and cheese. And her mom's like, "Uh, the directions are on the box, Carlin. Carlin is the best thing. She's the best. You know, that little kid could get her own show. And I hope she doesn't because it'll ruin her life. Oh, I know. I hope so too. I hope not too, because she, she is just a delightful, refreshing. I adore her. Entertaining. I wish she were my child. She is so funny she's adorable and genius like oh she's a prodigy i love her um okay so then whitney whitney we talked about the cleavage yeah no and that was like yeah but in the nipples it was like oh whitney and i you know i understand whitney was trying to make a joke of it but justin was like sitting there going yeah i don't think he was uncomfortable he was probably proud he probably was i'll be i'll be honest you know whitney i don't know tonight's episode was the jen shaw Mary episode yes. once again. Yeah. In the Mary yeah. episode. Okay. Yeah, the so, two crazy pants. Okay. So first off, let's go back to Mary. Um and the original was, text. The original, the well, the original thing that we were talking about, which was it came out, everybody, that Mary is fired. That's fired. Right, terminated. From Real Housewives yep. of Salt Lake City. And it came out all You over- heard it here first on Sascats with Sarah and Amber. No, they didn't. It oh. came out on lots of sites. Oh, well. Some, some people, some, for instance, uh, I don't think my dad knows about it. And he started <laughs> listening. I know. Poor, I have, poor my, people, it's a full family affair here. My, my father listens to it now. My mother listens to it and always has always given good commentary. My wonderful cousin Tanya listens to it again. Great commentary. Yeah, my sister does. Your sister listens to it. It's very family oriented podcast. My mother will re- refuses to listen to it <laughs> or watch that show. I know she's really missing out. Even though she says she's extremely depressed and bored, out of her mind, being trapped in her home. She's turning eighty six in a few days, and she's trapped in her home once again, you guys, because of the nightmare that is COVID. And despite the fact that she has nothing to do, nothing to do in her home, she, she won't. won't watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake or she listen, won't to, listen our, to our podcast. Brilliant podcast. Yeah, that's right. Thanks. Because you want to know what? Thanks, ML. Yeah, thanks, ML. Uh, it's all because of one important thing that she won't do that. You want to know why? Yeah. Because she has good taste. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah, Mary got fired because she didn't show up to the reunion taping. You can't do that. Can't Who do it on the, the first other? season or second season. Second no. season. Who? Well, um, Lisa Vanderpump didn't show up. Yeah, but she also she didn't, didn't come she, back. She didn't she, come back to the show. Yeah, but that was her choice. I don't well, think was do it. I don't know. She'd been on that show for like ten years. However, oh Mary, man. Mary, you can't do a whole season of being a racist and yeah, having a cult. It, and then when the reunion happens, be like, yeah, no, I'm yeah, not showing up. Because pretty much your feet's going to be held to the fire right. for your racist comments. Yeah. And you get fired. I think that they probably were thinking to themselves, we really don't want her back because she runs a cult and is a racist. But, you know, I don't know. Let's give her an opportunity to explain herself. And then when she wouldn't show up to the reunion taping, 
they were like, yeah, well, I guess we have to fire her because it would be inappropriate to keep a racist on the show. Well, sure. Can you you don't can't give anybody a platform to, to espouse that type of hatred. Is it, you know, it's, I, it's just, despicable. I feel bad about saying it because she is a black woman in Utah, which is not, it's a rough situation. You guys, she's our age and I know how rough it must've been for her. And yet she's, she makes a lot of racist comments and doesn't seem to like she gives a shit. Yeah, I know. It's, I don't it's, know. Com- it's complex in that way. I, I yeah. would agree, but I guess, I mean, I don't know. I don't guys. know I don't what, know. so the, the other part though, is that the, Gossip came out about the Cameron thing. Oh yeah, that just came out today. I didn't read that. So an, an article came out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna repeat too much of it because it seems to me the details might be not confirmed. But there's an article that came out today that um, you know Cameron, the guy who was friends with Lisa, who said that she ran a cult. Mary ran a cult. Um, he was and a former who- member of Mary's church, and the uh, article came out today that said that in fact Mary had had a, a inappropriate relationship with Cameron. Oh, I don't know if that there's any oh. truth to it, but it came out today, which is not good. On what? I don't know. On some trash website, some very reputable yeah. website, such a or podcast, such as Sascast. Yeah, well, that's why I just said I don't give it necessarily any credibility to it. But I guess I wouldn't be surprised. She's horrible. Wow, she's a horrible person. She's a bad person. Well, you know, <laughs> I agree. I I don't care for her, and yet at the same time, I cannot help but to say. The fact that she was traumatized at such a young age by marrying her step grandfather and being brainwashed in a cult herself—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's not to say it's okay to be. It, expl- to be, it, it explains, explains it. Explains it craziness. And I also have to say, was she homeschooled or was she allowed to go to school? No, and I'm being honest. I'm really being honest because. Agree. She doesn't appear to have very much education. She doesn't. I agree with you. And I, so I, I, I then I think of all the trauma that she might have had. Not to say that homeschooling is traumatic, but I do. I think if you put try to put the pieces of her story together, that maybe it begins to make sense why, you know. And the only thing that she has, she can hold on to, is this position of power that she believes she's in as as the god of this church. And it's the only thing that she has control over in her life. And so not, first of all, not to say that it's okay to be a cult leader, but I'm just <laughs> trying to understand how her past has informed her current. And does it make sense for what we're seeing for crazy, for racist, for what appears to be not, didn't go to, you know, her, her grammar is just really not good <laughs> amber what you just said was a lot it was it, it was a lot it was like remember Did, when you, was it disjointed no oh it was like no not at all it was just a lot of a you know a professor trying to make a, a excuse for a horrible bad person oh no i don't think it's trying to make an excuse i think it's really trying to to understand how these decisions or how these things play out to I, it's almost like it's to comforting to yeah. me. Okay. Well, I to know that there's a story. There's well, you true can distill, all people, but you can distill it down to one thing. Do I think that what you're trying to say in a much more articulate way that I'm going to say is that she most likely 
was abused as a child, yes. mentally, yes. emotionally, potentially, physically, and sexually, I would assume all of those things, because I being forced to marry your step-grandfather at a young age. I saw a picture. I, it's circulating in the internet yeah, where her, her sitting, sitting on the lap. on his lap. Yeah. I just think she's a child and she's sitting on his lap on yeah. her, on her now husband's lap yeah. while he was her step-granddad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just gross. Yeah. Um, and it does explain to me why it doesn't explain her bad grammar, but it does explain to me why she makes the choices that she makes. Yeah. Um, but who cares ultimately? I mean, you know, there's a lot of bad people out there who, I mean, I would assume that anybody who's really, really bad, I'm going to make the assumption the majority of people who make really bad decisions and are bad people probably had a lot of trauma in their lives. Yeah. And I, it does not excuse what they're doing to other people. It doesn't. It doesn't because there's a lot of people who've had a lot of trauma in their lives who don't do bad things. No, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's a, it's a, a, a pass to do that. I'm, I'm just merely thinking about it. That's all. No, I understand. Yeah, I totally get yeah. it. Um, we got heavy. Yeah, we did. We, got we a did. Bit heavy we got a little bit heavy. We're just, you know, we're seeing the, the beginning of the end of Mary. If she's really not coming back yeah. next season, you know what that means is we've got very few episodes left with her. We yeah. probably have what five episodes max max so we got to get all we can right now so yeah you unless we start going to a faith temple no i can't you guys i'd be so scared it's kind of like how i wanted to take down scientology but then was afraid you were afraid i was afraid and you know you see that lisa bart a lot of people on that show are afraid of her i don't i don't they all are afraid of her like no one calls her out on her shit i would i would i would too but then again why aren't they I, I don't know. She's just so batshit crazy in every way. Like she's, she is crazy. I can't even understand. And I don't understand Meredith. I don't understand her supporting Mary. You don't need to support her like that. Okay. Then let's just talk briefly and then we can wrap it up. Jenny making some comments about how, I mean, basically Jenny's like had it with Mary because of her racist. Oh comments. yeah. And Oh, she did bring up, she did bring up the comment that Heather made about yeah, her about looking like, like anime. anime. And I would have that's said, just, that's not Heather being racist. That's Heather being a Utah, which Utahns are so dumb sometimes. Yeah. That, they just don't, they're not, they don't have enough exposure that they're like, she didn't mean that as a, she actually meant that as a compliment. Well, she so did. did Mary with her. No, I, Mary did not. Mary's like, oh, I love your slanted eyes. That's not a compliment in any way. I was kidding. I was completely oh kidding, but I am a little bit hesitant to give Heather a pass on that and just say, oh, she's just a dumb Utah. I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't mean it that way either. I don't want to say everybody. Well, I didn't, Utah. I did. Yeah. I didn't mean, actually, I didn't mean that. That's even what you meant to say, but yeah. I would say, I'm not going to give her a pass on that. You just got to know you can't say that. Well, yes, you're right. She you doesn't know, get a pass. Needs, on all of us need to be, all of us need to be aware of Smith's grocery store on, uh, yeah. On you East wanna, Street you wanna, and, and fifth or sixth. Isn't on sixth Avenue. Yeah. And E Street. Yeah. yeah. Smith, Smith's we're grocery gonna, store. We're going to write a letter to the uh, to the uh, manager and just say, you know, it's inappropriate to have one of your aisles labeled <laughs> Oriental, Oriental. Oriental. Oriental food. But you know, it just says Oriental. It just says Oriental. Yeah. Yes. And I just, it's, it's not. I mean, what <laughs> circa, what year or decade are you in? And by the way, are we the only ones who have ever noticed it says Oriental? And I took a picture of it. I couldn't believe it. Well, I had to you, send it to my dad. Yeah. You, you took a picture and sent it to your dad for a purpose. Nobody else noticed that there is uh that they've got Oriental up there or 
are there just no Asians that, I mean, it doesn't have to be Asian, but nobody's gone in there and been like, wow, that seems inappropriate. Yeah. We're going to write just a letter. And no, I, I'm not, I don't care. I am. I am. I'm, I'm going to be very nice about it and just go, you know, Amber, I, it's the middle of the pandemic. Like just let them go. They're trying to run a grocery store. Like, yeah. You're right. I, you're, yeah. you're, you're right yeah. on that. You're right on that. I yeah. think that people could only take so much, um, negativity or yes. and or feedback right now i think chores. people are most chores. most people are on the edge right now who isn't i am completely so it's just going to take one thing you know this you know middle-aged white privileged person that was like you can't you oriental and well, then I mean, that be was like, the point of our mayor london breed in san francisco do you remember when uh the school board in san francisco <laughs> wanted to in the middle of the pandemic thought that it would be a great idea to change the names of all the schools uh, for people who were for if they were named after people who happened to be slave owners, like uh, our President Washington, yep. or somebody who like uh, somebody named Abraham Lincoln. Don't know if you've heard of him. Who you know, whatever. All I'm saying about that is, hey, you can have your own opinion on those people and whether schools should be named after them. But that's what the school board wanted to concentrate on in the middle of the pandemic was changing a bunch of school names versus how about addressing as as Mayor Breed. Uh, and I'm, by the way, I'm a big supporter of her right now. I'm a big supporter of Mayor Breed. Uh, she said, you know what? I think maybe we should be talking about how the kids don't have schools to go to in the middle of the pandemic instead of spending our time talking about changing Lincoln High School, the name of Lincoln High School. Oh, I know, I know. She did something else recently oh. where she said something about BS. Oh yeah, she uh, called, she she actually declared a state of emergency and said that we've got a crime problem. Oh, in the Tenderloin. Yeah, that's right. She said something about, we need to stop with all the BS yeah. and address it. And mm-hmm. I just, and she literally used the word, the full word bullshit. Of bullshit. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess she was getting to her point there. Yeah, I, I'm a big supporter of her right now, despite the fact she'll accomplish nothing because the, the board of supervisors are a bunch of idiots and they control the city of San Francisco. If anybody wants to know why nothing gets done in San Francisco, it's because the mayor does not have enough power to override the board of supervisors. So all it takes is a couple of crazos to stop anything from being accomplished in that city. Yeah, I know. And that's why you see and problems that's why you there. see the issues that you see. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I, I know, know who should run that. for supervisors. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. We know. We're A-S. Us? No, A-S. Oh, I think in us, we should. Are you crazy? No, I, I never uh, yeah, I agree. I would never run too. for I, I would, me neither. I I would have a breakdown after the first day. Can you imagine if they well it doesn't they, matter anymore? You have to have the toughest, toughest, toughest skin. Well, I remember thinking uh, a while back that oh, I'd like to run for like some, some small little thing, you know. And then I thought, well, I can't but because like, they dig up dirt on. They would dig up all my my past, um, and they'd be like, oh, look at you know X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And now I'm thinking, oh, it doesn't even matter. Like, honestly, it doesn't even matter. Well, if we want to get off on a little tangent, how about Nicholas Kristoff? Oh, God. So if you're, I'm a, you know, I'm an yeah, organ file. So I love organ. And so well, I followed, lived in Oregon for how many years? Yeah, I lived in it for a fair amount of time in grad school and afterwards. And so yeah. I, I just follow organ stuff because most of my friends are up there. But I wanted to say that Nicholas Kristoff, who was a writer for the New York Times. Columnist. Very famous, but very, very famous. famous, but he, he's covered so much at the New yeah. York times. He wasn't just opinion pieces. Yeah. He covered wars and finances yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he's, he, he's from Yamhill, Oregon. And he originally, originally, and he did do a very big piece. And I think it won Pulitzer prize, one of the Pulitzer prizes for it when he did 
basically he followed all the people he grew up with. And basically most of them were dead because of drugs Mm -hmm. and opioids. opioids. Yes. Yes. Opioids. And so they did a big piece on anyway. He's, you know, says Oregon's my home. I love Oregon. He's been in New York city for how many, Oh, some years, 30 years. Yeah. And he had, there's a family farm that, that his family still owns in Oregon. Yeah. Anyway. So he announced he was running for governor and of Oregon and the uh, board that certifies whether you can run or not basically said there was mountains and mountains and mountains of evidence that he was not a resident of Oregon for the last three years and he cannot run for governor, which is in the constitution. You have to be a resident of state for three years in order to run for governor. And um, basically he, I can't even take it anymore. You guys, he basically said he was going to fight it. And oh, he was. Oh, yeah, he's gonna fight it. And that I don't know, he said something about I don't even know what he said about privileged people, but I don't even know. And I'm thinking to myself, it is the height of white male privilege to think that you get to circumvent a state constitution, aka the rules, because you feel like you're so fucking fantastic that you should run for governor because you're famous from the New York Times. That is the height of white male privilege and he doesn't even get it. it i said to amber it would be like me Mar- i was born and raised here in salt lake city utah and i just recently moved here and it would be like me marching my ass here and being like guess what i'm running for governor of utah it would be just <laughs> like that you want to know why i wouldn't do that because i am a woman and i'm not that i, I don't i don't because you're too smart oh my god a woman I, too smart i just can't even believe him I've decided that I would absolutely vote against him just for that decision that he's making, that he can't even be bothered to follow well, the rules. Well, I mean, he come can't on. follow the rules. What about Dr. Oz? And- I don't care. I don't care, you guys. I'm not going to vote Do for people. You know, I've, just decided, I've just decided I'm not going to vote for anybody who I have zero respect for. And I no longer have respect for that guy. He can't. He thinks he's above the rules. Does that sound like somebody else we know that was in office until very recently? Yeah, apparently it's fine if you're on the quote right side to not follow the rules. God forbid that you're a dictator like somebody else who never followed the rules, but apparently it doesn't matter, Nicholas Kristoff. Jesus. You know, this is the sass cast with Sarah and Amber about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So, uh, you know, and sometimes we like to bring in current events, and I think we just did that. We did that with passion. Is there anything else about this latest episode that we need to review? No. Well, I'll be darned. So we are no longer going to talk anymore about this episode because we have finished. We thank you for joining us on our diatribe. We'll do a catch up of Orange County after this next episode. Okay. So Orange Real Housewives of Orange County will come later this week, but thank you very much for listening and we hope you have a good evening.